Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio. Another great episode. Very excited about today's show. We are going to be talking in just a few minutes with Colin Shaw. He is the author of The Intuitive Customer, Seven Imperatives for Moving Your Customer Experience to the Next Level. Uh, and as I read some of the advanced copy, I actually do not yet have the book as we are interviewing today. The book is going to be coming out. Uh, by the time the show goes live, hopefully it will be out. And if it's not out, you can always pick it up uh, through pre-order at Amazon.com. Uh, but in what I can tell, it's a fascinating topic about intuitively understanding what your customer's thinking, the emotions behind why they do what they do, uh, the rationale behind it, which uh, oftentimes uh, the emotional side overrules the rational side. And uh, we're going to talk about that, but it made me think of something that I wrote about a long time ago, and and trying to create a better customer experience, we want to be in tune with the customer. We want to intuitively anticipate what the customer is going to do. So I wrote this article about personalizing the customer experience. Now, how do you, on a much larger scale, predict what a customer is going to do? Well, you you may not be able to predict what the individual customer is going to do, but you can predict what the masses will typically do. And it all comes from the data that we have on our customers. Uh, they call it data analytics. It's a real hot topic right now. And for some of you out there, you could be rolling your eyes right now about what's he going to talk about, analytics? No, I'm not going to talk about it today. Lots of data you can pick up. You watch the trends. You watch what your customers are doing. You watch when they buy, why they buy what the weather is when they buy. And then you start to create experiences that coincide with those trends. But I think a more powerful way of, of customizing the experience is to go to an even deeper level, and that's what I call, instead of you know looking at big data, is looking at micro data, and that's the individual customer needs, the individual customer behavior. For example, and this is what I wrote about a while ago, that, uh, and it was in an article that I read in USA Today, I'm going to say uh, probably about three years ago. Uh, it was about how hotels are personalizing wake-up calls for their guests. Now, you know, if you call and uh, ask for a wake-up call, the person will say, yep, you're set up for your 6 a.m. wake-up call. And at 6 a.m., the phone rings, you pick it up, and it's a recording. Hey, thanks for staying at our hotel, and... Um, here's the weather today, whatever it is. But hotels are going back to old school ways of doing things, as many companies are in trying to create a better customer experience. So the 6 a.m. Uh, phone call comes in. I pick it up, and I'm used to hearing the recording, but instead I hear a very pleasant voice saying, Good morning, Mr. Hyken. Welcome back to our hotel. I see you checked in late last night. I hope you got a good night's sleep. Uh, make sure you stop by for a cup of coffee. It's on us today. Wow. Talk about a great personalized experience. Uh, they used my name. They recognized that I came in late last night, wished that I had a good night's sleep. You see, it's all about creating that 
personalized experience. Uh, I was staying at one of my favorite hotels in New York City. It's called The Muse. It's uh, run by Kempton. Kempton recently has been bought by, um, gosh, I believe they're now becoming part of the Starwood program. But they took that personal touch to an extremely high level. This is what's really interesting. They track their customers who are coming in. They check to see profiles of them on LinkedIn. They check online. They check their their clout scores, and clout is spelled K-L-O-U-T. Clout is your your uh, relevance in the world of social media because they know, uh, and it's really interesting, they can kind of learn a little bit about who you are and, and what makes you tick. And if you're social on social media – and a high clout score would indicate that they may jump on some of the social channels and try and follow you and figure out what you're all about. So it, it happened that when I went into the Kempton Hotel uh, behind the front desk, there were three people and they all said, hey, Mr. Hyken, welcome to the hotel. And I was like, wait a minute, you know, I know you know I'm coming, but how did you know it was me? And I happened to look over and they had a picture they printed out off the Internet. Talk about the way to start the personalized experience. They've actually, uh, I don't know if they do it for every customer, if they can, because not all customers uh, have websites and are you know heavily involved in social media, but the ones that do, the ones that have a, a profile on LinkedIn, what a great way to start to personalize the experience and ask a question. I remember going in to talk to a potential client. Before I went in, I looked on their LinkedIn profile, found out that this particular gentleman had graduated from Boston University. So as we got to know each other and I shook his hand, I said, by the way, I just want to know. And I did not, I don't like to like surprise people like, how do I know this information? I said, I happen to go on LinkedIn to learn a little bit about you. And of course, I went on your website to learn about your company. I understand you graduated Boston University. He lit up. He was so like excited that somebody would say that and recognize it. And I said, you know, my daughter is currently at Boston University in the speech communications department, which is, I believe, what you graduated, you know, where you graduated from. And it's like we instantly had this rapport and this bond. And it was all about creating this experience that was a little bit more personalized. And what I did is I went from the very uh, rational, logical reason that I was there uh, at that meeting and, and to talk about business, and I tried to connect on an emotional level. Uh, I, it allows me to become more in tune with the customer, or in my case, the client. And that's what we're going to be talking about. When we come back from our break, we're going to be talking with Colin Schaal, who is the author of The Intuitive Customer. We're going to learn what makes customers tick, why they think the way they do, rational versus logical, how you can trigger it. It's going to be a great interview. So stay tuned, everybody. Don't go away. We'll be right back. If you like what you're hearing on Amazing Business Radio, and I know you do, then you can get much more of this information. All you have to do is go to my website, hyken.com. That's www.hyken.com. Fill out the subscribe to the shepherd letter form, and each week you will get an article that contains a business tip, stories, much more, all about customer service and experience delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. 
Shep Hyken here back on Amazing Business Radio, and I promised you we're going to have a great interview today, and we have Colin Shaw, who is in Tampa, Florida, although when you hear his accent, you're going to say, wait a minute, he's not from Tampa, and you're right, he's not from Tampa, but that's where he spends a lot of his time. He is the author of The Intuitive Customer, Seven Imperatives for Moving Your Customer Experience to the Next Level. And that's what this whole show is about, is how to be amazing for your customers through a great customer service experience, through a general customer experience. So, Colin, welcome to the show. Hi, Shep. How are you? I'm doing great. Are you saying that I don't have a Euphoridian accent? <laughs> well, I'm, I don't know. Uh, when you were there, do they ever say you have a nice accent? Uh, they do, actually. Right, right. But I bet, I bet you didn't have that accent until you got to Florida. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, well, tell me a little bit of background before we get into the book. I'm very excited about the book because uh, the whole concept of being intuitive, you know, kind of knowing what that customer is going to want, the behavior of that customer. Before we get into that, let's talk about you and uh, why are you in Sarasota and what have you been doing most of your life? Uh, okay, I shall keep it keep it brief. Um, I, my, you can tell from my accent, I was actually originally born in um, in England. Um, um, I spent most of my life in corporate life. My last job was with British Telecom uh, and running all of the call centres at uh, British Telecom. And then back in 2002, I decided that customer experience was going to be a big thing. So wrote my first book, Building Great Customer Experiences, back then, um, and set up a company beyond philosophy. Um, we basically help organizations to improve their experience. So we do consultancy training and specialized research. Uh, and this was all at the time from England. Um, but I think America tends to be more customer focused than we do in Europe, and therefore the, the, the demands of the business called us over here and then uh, ended up deciding that uh, we would move over here because I was spending all my time traveling back and forth across the pond all the time. Wow. Um, and um, chose Sarasota and yeah. love it to bit. You did a good job choosing Sarasota. <laughs> yes, yeah. well, that's a beautiful my wife area. Sarasota, so I just have to follow what she she tells me to do. Right, right. But you fly, <laughs> you, you know, you fly. You're in the U.S. It's a lot easier. But you know what? You say that you know we're more customer focused over here, but I believe that leaves a huge opportunity for what you do over there in the U.K. and Europe. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, the, I think that what we're seeing is that the, the the concept of the customer experience and being more customer focused is is actually universal. Um, and certainly, I mean, if I just look at Europe, but you know, Asia as well is is uh, um, um, getting into it much more as well. Um, but I think just culturally, people tend to uh, think of customers more when they're when um, or U.S. companies think of customers uh, more, um, but um, yeah, it's um, obviously the other thing is it's just a bigger economy over here. So uh, consequently, there, there was more of a demand, and I got sick and tired of being on a flight all the time, basically. Right. Well, it makes a lot of sense. All right. Before we get into the new book, the Intuitive Customer, tell us about the original book you wrote, Building Great Customer Experience. Yeah, so the well, I'm actually so the intuitive customer is actually my going to be my sixth book on your the subject. Your sixth book? Oh, you're a smart, dude. Sixth book. 
Yeah, um, I like that. Six I've, of them. I've just got a lot of talk, I think. So, um, but now the first book was really just sort of back in 2002, just setting the setting the scene of uh, what a customer experience is, because back then there, you know, there wasn't much of a um, people weren't really talking about it in 2002. So, what is a customer experience? Was, I mean, in your definition of it. Yeah. Okay. Good question. So uh, a customer experience for us is an interaction between the organization and the customer. So therefore, by definition, it doesn't have to be face-to-face. It can be over the phone. It can be as I pass a, a, a billboard. Uh, that's an experience that I'm having with that, with that customer. If I'm using their product, I'm having an experience with that customer. But for us, the key part of it is that it's it's made up of what we would call rational uh, rational parts of an experience, which are the traditional things like price, product, place, um, you know, all those traditional things. It's also about how the customer feels. So we know that over 50% of an experience is about how a customer feels. It's then uh, two other aspects. One is about what we would call a subconscious experience. So these are the things that you, you, your customer sees, but you don't realize that they see. So for instance, if I go into a, uh, if I go into a bank, they put pens on chains, which tells me subconsciously that they don't trust me. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and the last area then is, is this sort of whole psychology or behavioral economics part which is really what the new book is about which is um getting into understanding why people do what they do um and the psychology behind it so the books have basically been a uh, an evolution in understanding of what uh, an experience is about we started off with the rational and the emotional and the last you know, a few years we've been looking at the subconscious and psychological, hence the, hence the new book, basically. And hence the name of your company, Beyond Philosophy. Um, pretty cool. So I love that you, you mentioned this is real important. Many times when you ask a person what is their definition of customer experience, they lean immediately into the whole customer service world. And I yeah. think customer service contributes to the experience, but you even Absolutely. mentioned uh, you called it any interaction that the customer has, and that could be walking by a billboard. Well, there's no customer service that's coming from the billboard, but there is an experience. Yes. No, absolutely. For us, yes, customer service is vitally important, um, but it, it, it's part of the experience. We know that customers get marketed to, they get sales guys and girls talking to them. They go onto the website. They you know, go on social media, many different channels, as you're more than aware. Uh, and that is the experience. And the key word here is experience. Right. So when you start looking at experience, you know, we have family experiences. We have social experiences. Uh, we have vacation experiences, uh, you know, and all those things. But we also have a part of our life is when we're a customer and therefore we have a customer experience. So understanding how human beings tick uh, becomes a key part of defining what that experience should should look like. All right. So the new book is titled 
The Intuitive Customer, subtitled Seven Imperatives for Moving Your Customer Experience to the Next Level. It is actually coming out. Uh, if, if uh, as our listeners are listening to this episode, if it's not already out, it is available for pre-sale. And as you can tell, Colin is a very smart dude. Just listen to what he's saying. So let's jump into it. Let's talk about the book. Um, and I know you talk about the seven imperatives. Why don't we? Why don't we start there? Uh, we'll go through those, and then uh, if we have time, perhaps we'll come back and you can share with us uh, like maybe the two or three that you think are the most impactful sure sure okay so so let me just try and build if i can on the moment on the sort of the 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 thought process for your your listeners because i think that's important and um you know the the test i always use is have you ever gone to walk down a darkened alley and you thought to yourself as i'm going to walk down this darkened alley maybe this isn't a good idea and the interesting <laughs> bit is that what is it that makes you stop? And what makes you stop is that you're, as you look down the alley, you may, you know, see it's dark and there's, you know, maybe not many people around and you maybe hear some noise, etc. And effectively what's happening is your subconscious is picking up all these messages and it then presses a button in your brain called fear and fear makes you stop and therefore you don't walk down. So, you know, for us, the, 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 the stopping is the rational part of an experience. So in other words, that's what the customer does. The interesting bit becomes why is the customer doing something? Well, they're doing something because of the way they feel. And then the interesting bit becomes, well, why are they feeling that emotion? And that goes back to it's understanding the subconscious, the things that people, the signals that we give to customers that we're not necessarily aware of, uh, and the whole psychology. So the new book is effectively around a, um, um, a, a subject that your listeners may have heard about called behavioral economics, which sounds very grand and very posh, but it's not. Behavioral economics is is effectively how people behave and the effect on economics, money. So how people behave and the effect on money, and I guess all of your yeah. listeners will be interested in that. Right, and how they spend money and uh, also uh, how they perhaps don't spend or why they don't spend, why they all of a sudden have, as they're walking down that dark alley, those triggers that cause you to stop. So those are probably... Uh, there's probably some parallels between that and, and buying. Let's do this. Let's take a really quick break. And when we come back, then we'll talk about these seven imperatives. We'll just go through them one at a time and give our listeners a sense of what the book's about, a couple of great key takeaways uh, ahead of time so that uh, we want to make this uh, investment of time as our listeners uh, tune into us. We want it to make it more than worthwhile. And already you've given us some great insight, customer service versus customer experience, uh, the intuitive side. Uh, we'll be right back. We've been talking with Colin Shaw. He is the author of the new book, The Intuitive Customer. This is Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. Chef Hagen here. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips online 24-7, 365 days a year. Just go to www.shepondemand.com. 
ShepOnDemand.com. Once again, that's ShepOnDemand.com. And remember, always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio. Colin, you're going to tell us about the seven imperatives. Let's start with number one. Sure. So the first imperative is that recognize you need to recognize that your customers decide emotionally and they justify with logic. So this is really important that despite the fact that the majority of people will tell you the reason they bought your product or service is because of the price, um, in 99% of cases, that's not the case. Um, Price is not the key issue um, because people buy emotionally. Um, and then they justify with logic. So I tell you the reason I bought this car is because of these very logical reasons about the miles per gallon and the efficiency and everything else of it. But you know what? That's not the real reason that I bought the car. Uh, the reason I bought the car was because of, I don't know, prestige or the fact that I'm going back to my youth and, you know, all those other wonderful things. So, you know, understanding that, that, that um, people are buying emotionally and what they're telling you is not necessarily right is a key part of it. So why do you call this an imperative, by the way? Because we believe that customers, uh, because organizations need to treat this with the, the respect it deserves, if you like. So it's imperative that they understand it and it's imperative that they act on it. And the key part here, Shep, is to move their customer experience to the next level. Right. So that's the subtitle. So these are non-negotiables. I mean, you have to do these seven things in order to move that uh, needle a little bit. So recognizing the customers decide emotionally and justify logically. Interesting. Number two. Embrace uh, all the the all-encompassing nature of customers' irrationality. So... This goes to the fact that people don't make decisions rationally. In fact, we make decisions and do things that are irrational. So, for example, how many times have you gone up to a uh, to an elevator and you've pressed the button 700 times uh, to call the lift, uh, to call the elevator? Um, well, it's you know it's not going to come any faster than it than it. Uh, would be if you pressed it once. Uh, so we do many things that are irrational, um, and we cover them up. And therefore, you know, don't think that your customers are just logical uh, beings that will make rational decisions. They won't. So give me uh, an example of a customer going into the store uh, buying based on this imperative. So a customer may walk into well, I mean, just think of um, just think of maybe fashion. I mean, just think of the concept of of, uh, of fashion. Um, you know, why do people wear clothes that are not comfortable? Uh, why do people wear shoes that cause them you know cause them to hurt their feet later on? Um, you know, it's not logical that 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 they, they that they do those things. Um, so consequently, you, you need to give some thought to the fact that, again, despite what the customers may tell you that, that what they're going to do, actually we make a lot of irrational decisions on things. So a, a good salesperson is going to say something like, 
these shoes are going to kill your feet. At the end of the evening, you will be in so much pain, but you will really look good. Excellent. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And it's better to look good than to feel good, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you're buying them from a fashion perspective rather than just from a from a, uh, a logical yeah, perspective. Practical. So you can imagine if right. you said, well, these trainers are, are really good, and, you know, if you're going out dancing all night, then they'll be really good for your feet. People aren't going to wear them. Right. You don't see, uh, and, and I'm not, I don't want to be sexist here, but uh, I know women like to wear high heels. Uh, they make, you don't see women going out looking great in these dresses wearing Birkenstocks. No. Right. Correct. Absolutely <laughs> not. All right. Number three. Number three, understand that customers' minds can be in conflict with themselves. So I won't get into this in too much detail, but uh, effectively we we have two minds, if you like. We have what we call, and the way we make decisions, we have the intuitive system and the rational system. And this is where the title of the book comes from, The Intuitive Customer. So the intuitive system is a system where we will make decisions automatically. So, for instance, when I go to buy something, I always pay with my American Express card. I don't have to think about which uh, card I'm going to use. I intuitively use my American Express card. When I go and buy a computer uh, I, you know, or any sort of computing products, I will buy from Apple. Um, I intuitively buy from Apple. The rational system is, so in other words, there's no thought there, okay? Mm -hmm. And your intuitive system is something that's always on. Your rational system is, can come in and say, hold on, Colin, um, you, you know, you're just about to uh, buy this Apple product, uh, but you know what, it's a bit expensive, uh, and you know what, maybe you'll be better off buying a screen. You don't have to buy an Apple screen, you could buy another screen. Um, and, and in other words, it's interrupting with that logic. So we have two minds. We have the intuitive, intuitive system and the intuitive mind, and we have the rational mind. Uh, and what we're trying to do is you want customers to buy things from you automatically. You don't want them to have to think about whether buying from you is a good idea or not. Uh, but you need to recognize that those two systems can be in conflict with each other. And this is where you've undoubtedly heard the subject of um, buyer's remorse uh, and stuff like that. That is where this comes from, where you buy something intuitively and then, you know, a day later you think, you know, well, I shouldn't have bought that. That was a bit of an impulse buy. What was I doing? Uh, What was I thinking? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Number four. So commit yourself to understanding and predicting customers' behavior, um, habits and behavior. So again, uh, you know, huge surprise here. Your customers are, are people. Uh, and we as people have developed many habits. So if you think about when you get up in the morning, you know, what are the first things that you do when you clean your teeth? What do you do? You don't have to, again, think about these things. We have we have all developed habits to make our lives much easier. Uh, And therefore, understanding what your customers' habits are and the triggers for those habits 
uh, becomes key. So it could be that as I walk past a um, past a, um, a coffee shop, that the smell of coffee triggers me to think I'm going to have a cup of coffee. Um, it could be that um, I'm walking down an aisle of a, a supermarket or a grocery store and I automatically buy the same toothpaste that I've already bought. So understanding your customer's habit is the first thing, but then being able to predict what they're going to do uh, and what their behaviors are will um, uh, give you the ability to make their experience amazing uh, by um, by anticipating and uh, um, uh, pre-delivering things to them that that would have been the next part of their their journey. I mean, isn't that? I mean, a big thing is predictive uh, analytics and knowing yeah. through the data what a customer's probably going to do. So that, and that's a real hot topic. I think you're taking it uh, to more of the personal level. Um, Ideally, but I mean, when you watch masses of customers, I mean, you think about the coffee shop example. Hey, let's pipe some smell out uh, of the place, make it smell like coffee as you walk by. And they know that if they do that, a certain percentage of people are going to come in that would not have come in because they, they once again, we could go all the way back to your, I think it was either the first, I think it was the first one we talked about where you can trigger an emotion. Um, you know, and stimulate that emotion. And I, anyway, it all kind of, it's all tying together for me. All right. Number five, yeah. I don't want to run out of time. We've got three more. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so number five, understanding the hidden, hidden causes and the unintended consequences of why people want things to be easy. So what we know is that all businesses want things to be easy. Um, or, or customers want things to be easy and, and making things easy for customers is, is a key part. So this is what this is about is recognizing that easy is part of sort of evolution. Part of the reason why people want things easy is because they don't want to have to expel energy uh, on it. Uh, And therefore, uh, easy is more, again, psychological than people actually think. It's about the the use of the brain power. Uh, It's about the fact that um, 20% of your brain power um, 20% of your energy is spent using your brain, which is why you can sit behind your desk and then walk home at night and think to yourself, um, I've had a tough day, but you've not done anything physically. Right. Uh, so making things easy is absolutely critical. Mm. And number six? Except the apparent irrelevant aspects of your experience uh, are sometimes more uh, the most important aspects. So this goes back to your example of um, just their sale, somebody walking past the coffee house and making, you know, the, the smell of the coffee. That can absolutely be vital in driving up sales of, of coffee. So the, the aspects of branding, things like that, those more subconscious messages can be absolutely vital um, and incredibly important more than the price. So again, think of Apple, think of the price. You know, it's more the brand is more important than the price. Once you've actually got them, once you've got your customers, um, then they become dedicated to you. Well, I think the the two words here I you I wrote down were apparently irrelevant. Uh, you don't think they're important, but they are abundantly important. Correct. Absolutely, our, they're our, absolutely vital. Yep. And finally, and that's why they call it an imperative. And finally, number seven. 
This is my favourite one, um, and it's recognised the only way to build customer loyalty is through customer memories. And this is, if there was one thing that your listeners were to take away, it would be this. And that is that, that if you go back to the keyword that we spoke about at the top of the interview about the word experience, then what we know is that when people have an experience, uh, that drives memories. And, and what drives a positive experience is a thing called the, the peak end rule. And what the peak end rule says is that what people rem will remember in an experience is they will remember the peak emotion that they felt, and that could be positive or negative, and they remember the end emotion that they felt, and that could be positive or negative. And it's those memories that, uh, it's those emotions, should I say, that drive a memory. And if you think about customer loyalty, loyalty, you can't have loyalty without a memory because loyalty right. means that I remember what it was like last time and I'm yep. going to come back again. And I'm going to get it again. So by, yeah. So by definition, the key thing for me, the key challenge I would give your listeners would be, can they, what is the peak of their peak emotion that their customers are feeling today uh, at the, the, big, you know, the peak and at the end? And what is it they want them to feel at the peak and at the end? Um, and those things should be designed into their their experience. Wow, that's that's awesome. Uh, good insight. Um, the book is called The Intuitive Customer, Seven Imperatives for Moving Your Customer Experience to the Next Level. It is available. Uh, if it's not actually out yet, it will be, and you can pre-order it through Amazon.com. Is that where you'd like everybody to go? Yeah, no, that would be great. Or they can go to our website, beyondphilosophy.com as well. Beyondphilosophy.com. We've been talking with Colin Shaw. He is a customer experience expert and the author of this outstanding book, one of six books. So do not pass, go, or collect $200 until you go to Amazon and check out his book, The Intuitive Customer. Colin, thanks so much for joining us. Not at all. Great to, great to be on. Thanks. It's thanks a, a lot, Shep. It's a pleasure. This is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. Tune in next time for another great interview. Uh, not sure who it's going to be, but whoever it's going to be, we promise they will be amazing. They'll teach us to be amazing. That's what Amazing Business Radio is all about. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.